Welcome to the Conquer Your Draft Podcast, where fantasy champions are made. Welcome back to the Conquer Your Draft Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Josh, and with me as always is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Well, we're recording too early, so I'm still, my mind is still week three, because we don't, for many of us, many of us, at that time of this recording, we don't know if we won our game yet. Yeah, thankfully. I know I have won mine, uh, unless somehow in Monday Night Football, Mike Evans loses, like has negative nine points, then I'm okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of the matchups are still undecided. A lot of people out there, unfortunately, we are recording on a Monday afternoon just due to some scheduling conflicts. So we don't even know how week three finished yet, but we're going to yeah, talk we about week four. Yeah, we don't know about those Monday nighters, but we'll talk about week four. We don't know about Monday night. We don't know about Thursday. There's a lot we don't know this episode. This is a weird one because we don't know a lot of information, but uh, hey. <laughs> yeah. we'll still we'll still come up with some good stuff yeah, we'll figure something out we do have a bit of news that's already come out um so just after recording last week it came out that cowboys cornerback trayvon diggs suffered a torn acl in practice and is going to be out for the season um and based on what just happened with the cowboys and arizona i wonder if that might have a, a much more significant impact than maybe people realized yeah i mean you you look at that game and you think okay that's that's gotta be a fluke like how many how many times will that really happen but again like this is the dallas cowboys and they often seem to be one major player injury away from just not being able to do anything and i know that for a lot of teams well yeah you lose a significant player things don't you know, work out for you, but Dallas, I don't know what it is. They just, they have a hard time recovering from certain injuries happening. They have a hard time. I think staying, I don't know if it's staying focused during the season. I don't really know what it is, but that was a terrible loss. And I know that the Cardinals have been putting up points and they've got a bit of a better offense than most, I think thought they would, but Dallas's defense should have been able to easily handle the Cardinals. That shouldn't have been the the game. Just shouldn't have gone that way. So I, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of it's kind of wild. Yeah, I don't know anyone that expected that. Um, I know I was watching prior to the afternoon game kickoff, um, like one of like the the NFL shows, like like the pre shows, mm-hmm. and they were going through like okay, like pick who you think is going to win, and they didn't even do that one because they're like, does anybody? expect the Cardinals to win and it was just silence so like they just literally skipped it yeah and then because a few, that was a few hours later <laughs> yeah a few hours later this happens and I was like what yeah. is going on yeah absolutely ridiculous like I think I think there's a lot to talk about with the Cowboys which you can talk about them a bit later as well but definitely in terms of the defense like honestly my initial reaction was well okay yeah, Diggs is a huge piece of that defense, but they still got Micah Parsons. They still have other pieces around them. Like they're, they're a relatively, like I would call them a relatively balanced defense. Like I would say they're good at a lot of things. Like they're not necessarily like 
too heavy one area, too heavy another. So losing one player, yeah, like that's significant, but I just didn't think it would make this big of a difference. Like I, I just honestly thought the Cowboys were such a balanced defensive team that it can make up for some of their offensive issues. Um, that was not the case uh, against Arizona. Like, you know, and who do they have next? New England? Like that's going to be a tough game now, I think, for, for Dallas because New England is a very like, posh reserved play you know hard to play defensive team so i think that this is this could be a really tough game again for the cowboys yeah i'm gonna be interested to see what what the patriots do because they have been throwing down the field a lot It, it hasn't overly worked out well for them like not very many of them have been completed but at least three or four times a game they're airing it out really deep so mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe with the loss of digs, they don't try doing that just a bit more, you know? Well, I mean, that's the type of move that, that Bill Belichick would normally make. Um, I think, again, he's he's obviously, like, Belichick's obviously still a smart, great coach. I just think he's not a champion coach um, without certain pieces that he doesn't have anymore. So the one thing I will say about New England, especially this year, they've even, regardless of the score, they have looked in all three of their games that they played. They've got one win, they got two losses. I think they kept all their games to within five. Like, I think they were relatively there um, for most of their games. So they've kept it close. They play tough defensively. I think they really need to be running that ball more and more effectively using their two running backs. But again, you're right. With that type of an injury, Belichick's going to be thinking, okay, we've got to air it out. And Mac Jones has surprised us a couple weeks in a row with some pretty good like deep passes like he's been able to push the ball deep and that's not something we we often see out of him so yeah you you don't it's gonna be a tough one for for the cowboys after like a really disappointing game you you know that in that like behind closed doors the cowboys are all thinking okay we're at three and oh now we've like we've got this one yeah 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 it it could be interesting though because uh, the Patriots could run the ball on them. Cardinals just ran for, uh, had over 200 rushing yards against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I, I think could they see should. it going either way. Yeah. I Like I do. Like I think the New England would be a lot better if they really did sort of what um, the Falcons are doing, which is focus on different ways to get those two running backs involved. I mean, they've got Stevenson and they've got like Ezekiel Elliott. Like these are, these are solid running backs, stars in the league. They could complete, like, run it down everybody's throats. So, yeah, I, I could see that happening. I just, looking at this game, I'm now thinking, like, this Dallas Cowboys team, they're in tough, and they're at risk of easily dropping to 2-2 two and two because this Patriots team is not a team to take lightly, regardless of what their record says, because they, they kept the games close. Yeah, every game has been within one score, yeah. Yeah, it should be an interesting matchup. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts released uh, running back Dion Jackson. So as as we saw in weeks two and three now, Zach Moss is their guy until some decision is made with Jonathan Taylor. The 49ers. Zach, yeah, Zach Moss, right. I forgot, yeah. I forgot that Zach Moss is the one they've been featuring. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 49ers have signed general manager John Lynch and head coach Kyle Shanahan to multi-year contract extensions course so yeah i mean hey what they're doing in san francisco is working so why not another really solid week for san francisco too 
I mean, yep. I know, you know, the Giants, like we talked about, they're not a great team this year. Um, but San Francisco won their first two games on the road. They came home. They looked pretty much like they were in a different league over the Giants. Now, they have, I think they have Arizona. Or is it Dallas? Yeah, no, because Dallas plays New York. They have Arizona next week. And then they have Dallas. So that'll be interesting. Like, will San Francisco just smack Arizona down? Or will Arizona make that game close? Like, that's the question. I don't think so. No, I think I I, I think this one will be more like the Giants game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, San Francisco, just as a team, looks so polished. They almost look like they're in a different league. They're, they're just so... They're so polished. They're so well coached. They're great on defense. They're they're really good on offense. Like you don't see too many too many huge flashy plays, even though they have a couple of very good, strong, flashy players. But they just methodically move down the field and score, and they do it, and it works. And Brock Purdy, I think, is having a better season than a lot of people anticipated. So yeah, I think that San Francisco. I think San Francisco is the real deal here. But I don't know. Like Arizona. Let's give Arizona credit here. Yes, Dallas, I think, fumbled all over themselves. Like, Arizona played a relatively good game against Dallas. Like, <laughs> some of their players, like, have looked really good for being a team that we were kind of laughing about coming into the season. Yeah, yeah. They they have certainly done a lot more than I think most of us expected them to do, even though we're only three weeks into the season, so we'll see if it can continue. Yes. But so far, yeah. So far, at least on their offense, they're doing more than I than I thought they would. I thought they'd be completely useless. But yeah, some of their yeah. fantasy players are are like if you have them on your team, you'd be considering starting them because you're like, well, they're on a great roll right now. Yeah, I mean, got a strike while the iron's hot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we do have some injuries that came out of the week three weekend. Uh, Derek Shire had a shoulder injury that's believed to sideline him, or, well, he's considered week-to-week currently with an AC joint sprain. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is in the concussion protocol, and Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams suffered a season-ending ACL tear injury. Yeah. So that's a big blow for the Chargers offense. Um probably makes Keenan Allen a much more valuable uh, fantasy asset. Maybe Quentin Johnson or Josh Palmer as well. I mean, so, I, I will say Keenan Allen's already been fantastic. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know. he is, but that's without Eckler. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens once Eckler returns and if Keenan Allen kind of comes back down to earth. But at the same time, now without Mike Williams there, he's going to be like, the main passing option he doesn't really have to mm-hmm. share that work with mike williams anymore so no yeah i would say if you have keenan allen yeah you probably have until eckler comes back he's probably going to be lights out and then after that we'll get a bit more of a reality check to see okay what's going to be the actual normal now that we have the run game and the passing game because the run yeah. game's not existent right now yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see what kind of balance they're able to create because they do have that potential in the way we saw it. And I think it was week one against dolphins. They clearly can, can match offensively with some of the best teams in the league, but that's with, I think a more balanced attack. So well, you know, they obviously want to bring back the running game into it. So it's, it's always interesting to see 
how that will affect it because I can honestly see it going either way where it affects the receiving core negatively, but it also can affect them positively because if you run the ball effectively and teams start thinking that's what you're going to doing, they'll cheat a little bit on your receivers. You get into one-on-one matchups and suddenly big plays happen. We've seen that before in a lot of teams that run the ball effectively. Look at the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCafferty is valuable to have in your team, but you can't say Debo Samuel isn't valuable to have, especially the last two weeks where he's looked fantastic. So it depends. Are the Chargers an offense like like the Dolphins or the 49ers? I think we'll see. Like we have to see what happens when Eckler comes in. Can they be more balanced? I know Justin Herbert's still a pretty young quarterback, but they've been pretty impressive on offense. Not a great record. Their defense hasn't been excellent, but I, I think the 49 sorry, the Chargers have been very um, very impressive offensively. And if you have Chargers players, I'm pretty sure you're enjoying a couple pretty good weeks in a row for for them in fantasy. Yeah, um, unless you have one of their running options, then it's probably yes, not well, then so it's great. Good. But like, yeah. who seriously, who has Joshua Kelly? Like, honestly, like that's... He's, well, a lot of people picked him up and because yeah. the expectation being he gave the, the focus. Yeah, I'm, and I then got what rid did of you him. Do? But you got rid of him, exactly. <laughs> well, I had him for the one game, didn't like what I saw, got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah, which, fair enough. Um, but there are still a lot of people out there. And like sometimes, you know, he might just be the best option that's out there that's available, right? So if you have Eckler and Aaron Jones, for example... The, in the waiver wires, slim pickings, then you might have been forced into you have to start Josh Kelly. Yeah, and I mean, Josh Kelly, I, I just don't think it's clearly they're not going to be able to use him as effectively as someone like Eckler. So I just, yeah, there's, I don't see much of a future with him there. Um, no, but I, no. the Chargers have an early bye week, though. So I, I have a feeling, you know, I don't remember, I can't remember if it's next week or the week after, but I, if, if they're questioning week five, Eckler, week five, okay. See, what I would do is Eckler's not playing week four, regardless of how if he's ready or not. He's not playing. Because what I would say is, like, sit out week four. It's fine. Come back fresh because then you get a bye week. You get that two weeks. So I would I would be like, we need you for whoever we play after. Go into the next week without Austin Eckler, and then you'd get him back week six. So that's what I would do. Again, they won't listen to me, um, and they won't do what I think, but... Yeah, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see. What maybe happens. they will. That makes the most sense. But yeah, it we'll does. See. It's the smart move. But I, as we've seen, not all coaches in the NFL are smart. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some of the offenses that are kind of giving us caught reason for concern after three weeks of football. Um, some surprisingly big names on there: the mm-hmm. the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Jaguars. All have not looked great. Now, the Bengals, to be fair, haven't played their week three game yet as of this recording. So maybe Monday Night Football, they get that all sorted out. Yeah. But uh, so far, they have not looked good. No, and I'm at, of that list. I mean, um, the, the team that, that I really think people need to keep their eye on here is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I get it. I get what everyone says. I think we've blown enough smoke up each other's butts when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we did it through preseason. We talked about it in the offseason. Yeah, 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 all talent, blah, blah, blah. Give them tons of respect. Three weeks into this season, their offense has not looked good. At like the, not one, the, the, the only game, the only game 
that they really had any juices going at all was what against the New York Jets? Maybe they played Arizona, the New York Jets, the New York Giants. If you look at those players, like Michael Gallup, in three weeks, he's had one good week with 12 points. And that's not even good. Like an okay, if you had him as a flex, whatever. C.D. Lamb, 19 points against the New York Jets. Otherwise, nine against the Giants. Eight against Arizona. Dak Prescott, one good game for Dak Prescott this season, where if you're playing him, you're like, oh, he's my quarterback. He's doing well. One good game. Otherwise, they've looked horrible. The New York Giants just came off, or New York Jets had come off that big injury to Aaron Rodgers. New York Giants are a terrible football team this year, and they couldn't even beat Arizona. Like, I I would actually be concerned about Dallas because I know a lot of people have CeeDee Lamb. A lot of people have Michael Gallup. A lot of people have Dak Prescott. A lot of people have Tony Pollard. Like, this is a team that is in, I think, in a lot of trouble. And they're they're going up into a very difficult matchup next week. So of that list, you just named like the Bengals, the Jaguars, the Cowboys. I'm actually most worried about the Cowboys because I think when, you know, when when we get Burrow back, the Bengals will be fine. And the Jaguars also <laughs> didn't look great either. I was telling you on the weekend, Josh, I didn't think they looked really good. They didn't look very polished. They didn't look great. But at least they've had a few moments <laughs> where I'm like, oh, if you play this well, You'll probably be fine, but uh, I still think the Cowboys, because of the volume of players that are out there on people's teams, I would be starting to keep a close eye on Cowboys games. I really would. Yeah, I think, I, I don't know who I'm really the most concerned about, because Trevor Lawrence has only one point more than Dak Prescott so far this year. Um, but Trevor Lawrence have, looked awful. He's looked awful. He has, yeah. And Joe Burrow is got half the points that the two of them have and he has just not looked good either and the reason I'm concerned about the Bengals is we don't know how long this is going to keep going no because it's clearly an issue with his his calf that's clearly impacting his play yeah Yeah, because he's he doesn't look like the Joe Burrow that we know no um but is this something that is going to linger all season is it something that he is potentially going to keep making worse and worse is he going to end up missing time like, because he's still, I don't think they've even announced if he's going to play no. tonight yet, have they? No. I haven't seen anything about whether or not he's playing tonight. I mean, again, listeners will know by now what happened this week. No, I, I don't disagree with you. Like, I think because everyone who has Jamar Chase, Higgins, Joe Mixon, other players, like their offense has just not looked great. With that being said, they lost to Baltimore last week by three. They're playing LA again tonight. Maybe that game goes better than maybe it doesn't. Like, they, they've at least shown that other pieces, like I think Joe Mixon had a decent game. They've shown at least other pieces can come in and do something. And I do think Joe Burrow's hurt. So him at 100%, I think this team will look a lot better. I just don't think that Trevor Lawrence or Dak Prescott have that excuse. They're both, from what we can tell, healthy. And they haven't looked good. Like, just at all. They haven't. They just haven't. And their offenses just haven't been working. The reason why the Cowboys are two and one is their defense has been phenomenal through two games and then Arizona. So that's why I'm slightly more concerned about Dallas, just because I think that this is them at 100%, which scares me. Whereas Joe Burrow coming back at 100% could make a huge difference to this team. Yep. No, absolutely. 
Uh, there's a couple of other teams that have been disappointing in terms of their offensive production. So we've got both the New York Jets and the New York Giants, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, and the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, um, I mean, the Giants have looked awful so far this year. Just terrible. And, and the Bears not much better, too. I mean, Justin Fields has been a huge disappointment. Yet the Bears have been a colossal disappointment for especially where, with the draft cost for Justin Fields. Um, like with all those other teams, if you had one of their quarterbacks, like if you had Daniel Jones, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill, like you got them basically for free in your draft, whereas Justin Fields cost you probably a fifth or sixth round pick at minimum. So who did you sacrifice to get Justin Fields? And now Justin Fields is barely doing anything for you uh the saints offense they haven't scored more than 21 points yet this season and now with Derek carr well like we saw they had a 17 nothing lead against the packers and they ended up losing 18 17 they couldn't do anything once Derek carr left the game the titans are just i don't know what's going on there they're barely scoring points they they, they beat the chargers in overtime in week two outside of that They've only scored field goals. Yeah. So they've had two out of three games so far where they haven't scored a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, like no, Derek it's been Henry, awful. Derek Henry had, I think, two fantasy points in week three. Like, there's some genuine concern there. And not really because Derek Henry is not good. It's just everything else around him is not good. Yeah. Um, and, and it really does depend. Like, how, how, long, how long is someone like Derek Carr going to be out for? will probably determine what happens with the Saints. But then mm-hmm. when you look at the Titans, when you look at the Giants, to some extent the Jets, because at least we know they are Rodgers isn't coming back, and then the Bears, you have to look around and be like, well, what's your excuse now? Like what? Like Tennessee, the Giants, and, and the Bears, this is the way their team was supposed to be, and it's not working. So like they don't have the saving grave of, of like, oh, Burrow or Carr is coming back. Like we know, we just have to wait until this this you know player comes back. What what are their excuses now? And the Jets know they have this situation with with no Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm just surprised they haven't done something to go after or get another quarterback. I'm just surprised that they're just accepting defeat the way they have been. Yeah, I don't know enough about their cap situation to know if they're kind of hamstrung financially and they're just stuck with it now or what the situation is. But yeah, like Zach Wilson is not not working out, which I mean, they knew and that's why they brought in Aaron Rodgers, but it, it's still getting worse. And all the fan close ups during the game against the Patriots in week three, they were all just so livid at <laughs> Zach Wilson throughout the entire yeah. game. Well, I I mean, they, you know, it's not going to get any easier for them. Um, and I think, you know, as much as Aaron Rodgers may think he can return this season, he's not going to. Uh, and I don't think the Jets are making the playoffs because it's even like, well, in best case scenarios, he could like be, he might be available for the playoffs. Like that's long enough that he might be able to rehab and be back for that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Why are you talking about the playoffs? Like you're, they're not making it right now. They can't, like they can't score offensively. They can't do anything. They can't move the ball down the field, and they seem to not be doing anything about it. And I don't have their schedule right in front of me, but 
I, I don't think they're the type of team that you can look at and be like, well, they may lose a few games against tough teams, but against like middle ground teams or teams that are worse, they'll lose. Well, I don't even like looking on this list. I don't even know if I would rank the Jets top of this list. Like at least the Giants have those weird like moments where they can just score a million touchdowns out of nowhere. And the Titans do have offensive weapons that you trust. And again, the Saints bring back Carr and they're fine. So really it's like, okay, the Jets are probably better than the Bears at this point. But is that it <laughs> in terms of that list? Like, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. I, I just do not see the Jets winning a lot of games. I really don't. No, between now and week nine, they play the Chiefs. They play the Chargers. They play the Eagles. They have a bye week. They And then their easy matchups, I guess, are against the Giants and the Broncos, who both could still beat them, really. Yeah, I mean, the Broncos have been scoring more. Um and they've been yeah. in some close games. And like with the Broncos, their issue right now is more their defense than their offense, really, because they are really, putting yeah. up points. Um, yeah. But I don't know that the Jets can take advantage of that. And no. then same thing with the Giants. Um, like if we get the Daniel Jones who was in against Arizona, the Giants are winning that game. If we get the Daniel Jones from the 49ers or the Cowboys games, then maybe the Jets win. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely definitely a good chance with the loss of Aaron Rodgers that they don't make the playoffs but there's still a lot a lot of football to play so we'll see there is I think you know the biggest thing is they'd have to be a wild card team because yeah. they're not going to catch the Dolphins <laughs> so long as Tua can stay healthy like the Dolphins are absolutely rolling and the Bills have looked better through the last two weeks so you know it comes down to it as like well Right now, I would still take the Patriots over the Jets at the moment. Um, so, at best, they're going to finish fourth in this division. But I don't think they're going to be strong enough to finally be, oh, all four teams from a division are making the playoffs. I just don't think they're strong enough for that. I think the Patriots are still a bubble team, and they might be poking around for a playoff spot later. But the Jets, unless they can figure out some other thing about the quarterbacking situation or get Zach Wilson going, I just can't see them making the playoffs. No, no, me either. All right, well, let's dive into our conquerors and busts from week three. Uh, before we do, just real quick, want to remind everyone, if you have any questions for us, you can reach us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, X, Threads, at Conquer Draft. You can go to ConquerDraft.com. We've got a podcast page. You can fill out uh, your question on there. Or you can join our Patreon and become a Conqueror. You can uh, find that at patreon.com slash conqueredraft or at conqueredraft.com. We have a link to our Patreon on there. Uh, if you become a member, you get access to our Discord community. You get additional start-sit recommendations, Thursday night start-sit recommendations, trade targets, waiver wire targets, and priority for getting your questions answered. Now let's dive into our conquerors, because, uh, Mike, we've got a fair amount of dolphins to talk about. Yep, that was uh, that was quite the game for fantasy owners. Seventy points! Wow, seventy points against the Broncos. I mean, i i don't I don't know how many times that's happened in the National Football League, but I think, that I think I heard three, three. Okay, and it's so, been like forty or fifty years since it happened last. Yeah, so it's that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, the Broncos. They've shown signs of life this year. They're a little bit better. 
than I thought they'd be. I, they did get that kind of boost from their coach. But, uh, you know, they've had two two weeks where they were close and lost. And then this week, they absolutely got destroyed. So, I mean, they're, they're a team in some trouble. They can still rebound here. I'm just looking at their schedule, like Chicago, New York Jets, Green Bay. They might have a chance against. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think there's a possibility they can get some wins in there. But, yeah, that, that was an awful, awful game for that defense. Yeah, it was. But it was a great game for quarterback conqueror Tua Tagovailoa with 36.36 fantasy points. Justin Herbert had 35.3 in another pretty high-scoring fantasy game. And across the field from him was Kirk Cousins with 31.68. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes tied uh, Cousins' fantasy score, 31.68 as well. And Lamar Jackson had uh, a good game with 28.18 fantasy points. So, Our elite quarterbacks were finally Yeah, elite. pretty pretty much <laughs> the elite quarterbacks came to play this week. Uh, yeah. Minus uh, Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts, who haven't played as of this recording yet. Uh, the rest of them all did what they were supposed to and what you drafted them to do. Yeah, and I think in terms of you know, going back to the Dolphins with, with Tua, he just looks so impressive. You know, if he can stay healthy, that offense is so dynamic. There's so many different ways they, they can hit you that I don't even think we saw Tua with his, like he, he can run and he can do different things. Uh, he can get out in the open like Mahomes can and like Jackson can and like Allen can. So the fact that it was all kind of his arm and like his running backs had amazing games. I just think that like, this team still has more to give, which is which is a scary thing. Like the Dolphins seem for real. Yeah, no, one hundred percent they do, and I think it also speaks to you can run against the Broncos now. Like that might be a team to target in your fantasy matchups because outside of Josh Jacobs, everyone else who's played them has run all over them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, their their run stop defense has not been great. Like they just haven't been able to control the run. Yeah, uh, definitely something I'm going to be keeping an eye on as we move further down the season. Uh, Some quarterback busts. Sam Howell with .6 of a fantasy point. That game was painful to watch because they could run the ball and then they would start passing and throw an interception and, and that would be the end of it. And the Bills would slowly march down the field and score on them and then we would do the exact same thing again. (laughs) <laughs> it was just painful to watch. And thank goodness that Brian Robinson was able to bust out, I think, two pretty big plays that mm-hmm. salvaged his fantasy day and got him, I think, seven points. So not, nothing spectacular, but enough to be serviceable because nothing else was going on in that team. No, and, and you can run against the Bills. Like, you can yeah. do that. You can run against the Bills and be effective. The problem is the Bills have a fantastic secondary, and their linebackers are pretty solid too, so they're hard to pass against. So I don't, like, I don't know why you wouldn't just build the run more. Like, you can, you can like, the Jets did it. You can beat them all just along the ground. And for whatever reason, they'd start going away from the run, and, yeah, Howell would just throw interception. How many did he have? Four? Three or four, I can't remember. Three or four, like he threw a lot of interceptions and several in a row. Yeah, that was really, really, really tough game for the Commanders. But I will, like again, as a Bills fan, I'm just happy they looked (laughs) better, more efficient as a team, like a real football team these past two weeks. 
Um, so, but then they did against the Jets. So the Bills look like they're back on track. But wow, that was just a rough game if you did decide to put Howell in. Yeah, hopefully you didn't. Um, some other QB busts. Daniel Jones with 3.98 fantasy points in the Thursday night game. Ryan Tannehill with 4.16. Desmond Ritter with 6.34. That game was a lot less that had a lot less points scored in it than I think a lot of people expected. I think people thought that was going to be a much more exciting game. Yes, I sure thought so. Yeah, cuz even the Falcons run game didn't really get anything going. No, and that was surprising. I thought they'd be able to get some points off the run there. Um I know I'm not the biggest Desmond Ritter fan, but I did expect them to be able to run and that running duo they have there has been so effective i just mm-hmm. expected more points to be scored i did not expect this game to be so low no no me either uh running back conquerors we had devon a chain and raheem mostert for the dolphins with 49.3 and 41.7 points respectively i don't know how many times that's happened where two running backs on one team are both one and two like you didn't like if you had mostert like i did you weren't even affected by the fact that, oh, the other guy's getting a lot of points. But then Mostert scored four touchdowns. So it's just so wild. That game was, this will never happen again, I tell you, in a lifetime. Absolutely wild game. And both of these running backs just ran all over the Broncos. They couldn't stop them. They're, like they, no, no matter what they, they did, they not. just couldn't stop them. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Yep. Two touchdowns for A-Chain to start off. And then Mostert went with, I think, four in a row. And then yeah, A-Chain got another two after that. Yeah, just hard. couldn't even keep track of it. And they were both by far the best two running backs. Like the next one you have on Lister is 29.1 points. Like that's that's a big gap too. And they are on the same team. And that's <laughs> still a good, like Kenneth Walker with 29.1 fantasy points. That's a great week. Mm-hmm. That's a great fantasy football week. You would be am- happy, three. absolutely happy with that. And yeah, he's number three and it's not close. Three. <laughs> yeah, by a lot, too. Only 29.1 points. Come on. What a loser. Uh, Zach Moss had 21.5 points, and Christian McCaffrey had 20.4 points. They doubled Christian McCaffrey. Yes. And and even like, so Zach Moss has looked pretty impressive the past two weeks, and that seems to be, I think, where they're going with the running game there um, in the Colts. But yeah, if you, if you picked up Zach Moss... That ends up being a relatively solid pickup because he's had two very good weeks in a row. And yeah, good point. Christian McCaffrey <laughs> doubled up on Christian McCaffrey. It's a pretty darn good week. Yeah. Uh, he, had so not so... he, had, he had 20 points. And he's, yep. which is another good week. You're happy with that. Christian McCaffrey, exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Fifth best running back of the week. Yep, that's right. Wow. Uh, some bus at running back, though. We had Antonio Gibson with 1.9 points, Derek Henry with only two points, Joshua Kelly with 2.2 points, Cleo Herbert with 2.5, and Brees Hall with 3.2. Yeah, the one that surprises me on this list, I guess, is really just because that Chargers-Vikings game I knew was going to be high scoring. I thought Kelly would be involved a little bit more. I mean, they ended up getting into like a pass-heavy offense um which again in that game was fair high scoring both sides i just thought kelly would get in for a couple of good chances maybe a few red zone plays and get a couple touchdowns and salvages week so that's the only one that like really surprises me like i with derrick henry and the titans they just look so bad 
that now I'm just like kind of like, well, that just seems like a bust. Like they just can't get their offense rolling. I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah, I don't know. I think it stems from their offensive line. So they've just got to sort that out. And so that way Henry can run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, some wide receiver conquerors. We had Keenan Allen with 36.46 fantasy points. Devontae Adams with 35.7. Tyreek Hill with 26.2. Adam Thielen with 26. And Justin Jefferson with 24.4. Adam when was Thielen. The- when was the last time Adam Thielen outscored Justin Jefferson? Like, Probably Justin Jefferson's rookie, rookie season, year? maybe? Yeah, maybe. And that's a maybe. Like Thielen, yeah, Thielen looked his old self back at, for the Panthers this year. Like that's, that week was a fantastic week for him. Um, again, kind of interesting to look at the Conquerors this week where you look at Tyreek Hill in a game where his team scored 70 points and he had 26.2 fancy points. You're kind of like, Tyreek Hill, kind of a kind of a quiet week for him <laughs> in comparison because of his running backs and quarterback did amazing. And you've got two, you know, got two receivers over him. You're at 26.2. You're perfectly happy with that as a Tyreek Hill owner, but it's it could have been like, you know, 40 points. But uh, you know, other players on the team had to get it. Yeah, well, that's the downside when your team starts running up the scores. The wide receivers usually kind of drop off. Um, which is exactly what happened here. They didn't need Tyreek Hill to do anything because they were running all over them. Yeah, I mean, the, you didn't even really notice Waddle's absent this week. No, like def- definitely not. It didn't impact them at all. Uh, some bust weeks at wide receiver. Traylon Burks with one point. Rashad Bateman with 1.1. Jackson Smith and Jigba with 1.5. Jahan Dotson with 3.1. And Drake London with 4.1. So yeah. those are all... Those were all games that just, they were kind of weird. Like the Seattle game even was weird. I mean, it worked out well for Metcalf, but not, and Met Walker outside of that, nobody really. And the other guys, Burks and Bateman aren't the top receiving options. So odds are they're probably not going to have good weeks at all unless something changes. And then Jahan Dotson mm-hmm. and Drake London seems to be a very hit and miss. Yeah. Tight end conquerors, my boy Sam Laporta leading the pack with 18.4 fantasy points. Travis Kelsey at 16.4. Pharaoh Brown for the New England Patriots with 14.1 fantasy Who's points. That? Yeah. yeah, I had to ask that question. I'm a Patriots fan. I was I had to double take on that one. Um, I had no idea who that was. <laughs> I'm going to go with third string tight end behind yeah. Gesicki and Hunter Henry. Yes. Um, so he's the third string tight end. <laughs> 14 points this week. Yep. Got it. He got a touchdown. So that's all it takes. Donald Parham Jr. 13.4 and George Kittle with 12.5. And some busts. We had Dalton Kincaid with 1.3 fantasy points. Dalton Schultz with 1.4. Zach Ertz with 1.6. Hunter Henry. New England Patriots, 2.7, so he crashed back down to earth this week. But I'd say probably still good to start him, unless we see this continue. And Darren Waller with 3.5. Yeah, and Waller, again, a bit of a disappointment with the Giants there. I think they they were expecting, and a lot of people were expecting, that Waller would be having a pretty solid season. Um, But yeah, nothing, uh, nothing working for him so far. No. No, unfortunately not. All right, Mike, let's dive into our starts and sits. 
I'll start us off with quarterbacks. I'm saying start Russell Wilson this week. Absolutely terrible, terrible decision, but tell us why. Because they're playing the Bears. Yeah. The Bears are not good. I think we've established the Bears. The Bears are not a great team. So I can certainly see why you think that they're, you know, he's he's worth starting. He has put points up, and this is a great matchup for them that they should win. So I think if you're in a position where you're even considering Russell Wilson, go ahead, pull the trigger, because this is probably one of those few times where you can feel comfortable going in that he's going to get you some points. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, this might be that chance. <laughs> yeah, this might be your I, one time only. <laughs> yeah, I guess the thing that I'm concerned about with them is they're just so inconsistent that it's Russell Wilson. And at the end of the day, is he going to be able to get it done? You know, it's 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 a harder one. Oh, yeah, no, certainly. Like, this is definitely not a game that, like, you're not entering this being like, oh, yeah, Russell Wilson is going to kill it. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I really hope he does. <laughs> you're just entering it going, this is a better chance <laughs> yeah. than before, yeah. You're, get, you're entering it saying, I hate my fantasy team. Let's see what happens. We'll see, yeah. Who do you got for a start at quarterback? Well, I'm going with Kirk Cousins this week. Um, listen, playing Carolina, Sunday at 1 o'clock. This feels like a bounce-back week for a team that needs a win. They need a win. They've been in close games. Kirk Cousins has been a fantastic fantasy quarterback through two weeks and then like an okay first week, but still relatively relatively solid. He's been getting three, four touchdowns. He can get things done. Um, You know, Carolina, I think they're an up-and-coming team. They can surprise people with with their defense. But uh, what what happened in their game this week? Geno Smith was able to connect to Metcalf. Um, If they can get get, uh, even a portion of that in terms of Kirk Cousins to to Justin Jefferson, this could be a great game against Carolina. Um, I think whenever they're not in prime time, you got to throw Kirk Cousins in there, and he did great on primetime this year. So imagine what he'll do coming up this week. I'm expecting 30-plus points for Kirk Cousins. Absolutely. I could definitely see him having a good game here. And, yeah, they certainly need a win. They need it. So they're going to be they're gonna be going hard at this team because this is their best chance. Carolina, you know, they're a young team, not so great. Their quarterback's been hurt. Like, I think this could be a blowout game, and Kirk Cousins will take advantage of that, definitely. Yep. My sit at quarterback is Mac Jones. I think that the Patriots are going to lean more towards focusing on the run game. And I think the Cowboys secondary, uh, I think that, well, I think the whole Cowboys defense is going to be playing pretty pissed off. So I think that they're going to be coming in and uh, trying to smack New England in the mouth a little bit. So I don't think this is going to go overly well for Mac Jones this week. It's a tough matchup. Um, I think it'll be a defensive battle. Yeah, low-scoring defensive game. Yeah, yeah it. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have faith that Mac Jones will be a top twelve quarterback this week. So, who do you have for a sit? My sit is Deshaun Watson. They've got Baltimore this week. Um, as far as you know, the Browns are concerned. That's going to be a tough divisional game against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is still quite strong. They can put pressure on a quarterback. Um, I think Watson, who's coming off a very good week, I think there will be a lot of thoughts of, oh, we got to play him. He just had a great week. Um, But it was a great week against Tennessee, who's a team that just can't 
really do anything, can't get anything going. Um, I think this is one of those trap starts where your quarterback has a good week, so you think you're going to play him. But Baltimore is a tough team to match up against. They're a team that I think will be able to really, really um, put pressure on Deshaun Watson. Yes, they'll be playing from behind, I think. Like the Browns will get behind. They'll have to try to throw the ball, but that's where mistakes happen. Um, And Watson, we see, make a lot of really big mistakes. So Watson is my sit this week. All right. Running back starts. I'm going with Javante Williams for the same reason that I'm saying Russell Wilson, because I think they're going to win this game against the Bears, and the Bears' run defense is, I think, number 31 in the league out of 32. So Javante Williams should be able to have his first big breakout game of the season against a pretty bad Bears team. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think the matchup's key this week for them and the matchups key for my start, um, which I'm basically just saying, start your running back, whoever you have from the Miami dolphins. Um, They're playing the bills. This is a huge game for the bills, but the bills cannot stop the run. And I'm not saying that, that most cert. And who's the other one? A chain. chain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying they are going to each get 40 points this week, but even if they each get 20, then that's still going to be pretty good. I think the Bills have a hard time stopping the run. I think the the passing offense of the Dolphins will get them in the red zone, and then they'll rely on one of their running backs to finish the job. I expect a big running game against the Bills. They're going into hostile territory in Buffalo. I think it's going to be a really good game offensively for both teams. So definitely go ahead and start your Dolphins running back because that matchup is going to be something that really is going to help you this week. Yeah, that's going to be a great matchup to watch. Absolutely. Uh, My running back sit for the week is Rashad White. The Buccaneers are going up against the Saints defense, who they've been great. They just lost to the Packers, but they played great in that game. They played great against every team they've come up against, and this Baker Mayfield offense so far has been clicking, but I think this is going to be a pretty tough matchup for them. And Rashad White just has not been that productive with the amount of opportunities that he's been given. So I'm saying leave him on the bench in this pretty bad matchup. Interesting. That's an interesting one. I I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens there. I do. I don't disagree with you. I'm just interested to see what happens there. Um, James Cook is my sit this week. I think that uh, at the end of the day, um, the bills are, are going to not want to go to a running game. They're going to try to pass. I know we had a very good game this week, but I just think they're going to get into a one of those shootout games versus the Dolphins. And at the end of the day, they will default to throwing the football probably too many times to digs. Um, it'll be very interesting to see uh, whether or not the Bills offense can keep up, but I really don't think James Cook is worth starting this week after two pretty good weeks in a row. I think the Dolphins will be able to, to keep him pretty much um, stable and they're going to have to go to the air. I, I kind of lean the other way on that one. I think James Cook might have a good game just because of how bad the Dolphins run defense has been, but I can also certainly see it going that the game just becomes a shootout and they, they're not able to focus on running the ball and they're, it's just a Allen and Diggs special. Could be. It could be. But I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm concerned 
about what, what about the Bills going away from the running game when this becomes a shootout offensively. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. They don't like running backs. We've we've learned that. Yeah, and, and it doesn't make sense because Cook's done such a good job for them two weeks in a row. But I just think as we like we're both expecting this game to be high scoring. And I think that in a high scoring game, they'll say we gotta get the ball to Stefan Diggs. And when he's blocked and covered, they'll give it to Gabe Davis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh wide receiver starts. I'm going with another Bronco. Cortland Sutton. Now this is going too far. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Bears fans. I apologize. Uh, Cortland Sutton has been Russell Wilson's guy so far, and he scored back-to-back touchdowns. He had another touchdown, but it got called back due to a penalty. Um, he's the guy that uh, Russell Wilson's targeting in the end zone, so I think he'll score again, he'll do fine, and then Javante Williams will be cleaning up once they've built up a lead, because I just don't have faith in the Bears' offense doing anything at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I it, that'll be an interesting that'll be an interesting battle for sure. Um, but yeah, I just I don't trust them enough. I don't trust that offense. Like, we'll see what happens, but I just I don't know. Cortland Sutton and, and Wilson and that offense. I feel like they might have a good game along the ground, but I just don't trust them enough, even against the Bears. Um, my start is Gabe Davis going back to that Bills Dolphins game. I think that you know the Dolphins will know to cover Stefan Diggs and who will get the benefits. It's Gabe Davis. He's had a couple good catches in a row, a couple good weeks in a row, um, and I think he's probably going to be somebody uh, who who gets the secondary focus on that Bills offense because we know they're not going to run the ball. So go go for Gabe Davis. All right, and who do you got for a sit at wide receiver? So my sit this week is Chris Olave. Um, I think that without Derek Carr, I don't know how long Derek Carr is going to be out, but if he's out at all for any significant time, the person, the team that's going to, you know, it's their game's going to suffer, especially throwing the ball. They proved that last week that they didn't have the same spark um, that they've had before. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, you're going to want to sit some of your Saints this week, and it begins with their what has been their number one receiving target. Um, so sit them this week until we know what's happening with Derek Carr. All right, and my sit this week is Jahan Dotson. Things have not worked out well for Dotson so far this year. Um, very inconsistent offensive play from, in, in regards to the uh, commander's passing game, and they're going up against the Eagles. Just a terrible matchup. I don't think that the Sam Howell and the commanding uh, commander's passing game has the ability to try to take advantage of the Eagles' defense, even if they're banged up. I think it's just going to be a, a hard-fought game for them to get any points up. And uh, I'd say leave Dotson on your bench, really, until you see him start to have those breakout games where he's putting up points consistently, because we haven't seen him do it yet. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's fair. I mean, that offense isn't looking good either, frankly. No, no, it is not. Tight end start for the week. Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta once no, again. <laughs> once once more into the breach. Uh, they're playing the Packers. I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it might be a high-scoring game. And uh, Sam Laporta is becoming more and more involved in this passing offense, so... I'm going to ride that as long as I can. 
Start Laporta. Um, for for me, I, I've got to believe something's got to give in the Jaguars. So Evan Ingram, I think he's going to finally break out uh, for the Jags and get some points for you this week. Something's got to give, and that offense has got to start clicking at some point in time. So go ahead if you need a good start at tight end this week. Throw Evan Ingram in there. Let's uh, let's hope. Let's live on the side of hope that something something will work. Yeah, that that is a, that is certainly a gamble, based on what we've seen through three weeks. Hopefully, it works out. But I don't know. Could work out for Kirk. Could work out for Ridley. Could work out for Engram. It's a bit of a mixed bag there. Where if Trevor Lawrence can put the pieces together, who he's going to connect with? I guess. Hmm. Yeah, it's true. My sit at tight end is Zach Ertz. He, uh, I think he was the tight end seven entering week three. Uh, only had two targets in week three against the Cowboys. And uh, now they're going up against the 49ers, where I don't expect them to have a lot of luck moving the ball offensively, just because of how tough that matchup is. So I think you can find a different streaming option for Zach Ertz. I, I think you might be able to still use Zach Ertz throughout the season, just you're going to have to pick and choose your matchups, and I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, I think that's definitely a tough one. Um, my sit, Kyle Pitts. Do I, do I need to default? say anymore? Yeah, because, your default? because everyone everyone loves Kyle Pitts. People have have probably picked him as their number one tight end. Um, so I don't know. Like at the end of the, at the end of the day, like is there anything? Is there anything that he can do really at this point? Like. Well, he's just got to get the ball thrown to him more than he is. Like, I actually don't even know what he has for targets so far this season, but he is certainly not their main main target for for this offense for the passing game. Let's see. So, in three games, he's got seventeen targets. That's that's not great. That's just over five targets a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not passing the ball that much. Like essentially, that's what it's going to come down to. Is they're not the best. Like they're not high value targets because it's Desmond Ritter throwing the ball, and he's splitting with Drake London and with Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier. So if they only throw the ball twenty or twenty five times a game, he might not ever get more than only five. Uh, targets you know what I mean and then yeah they're not the best of targets so you're hoping one of them is way down the field or he gets it into the end zone because otherwise yeah you're just going to keep getting what you're getting which is like four four to six fantasy points each week well and again it's just it's interesting because the Falcons have played well they've won some games they they've scored on on running game Bijan I think has been exactly what we expected him to be but there was still a lot of hype about this team in general, and they don't have a quarterback. And that's the point I've been making for weeks. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good Kyle Pitts is. A tight end being amazing, if Gronkowski never had Brady or a good quarterback, you would not know his name. And it's the same with Travis Kelsey. Like, you just, they're nothing without their quarterbacks. So Ritter is just not strong enough to consistently focus on. And a lot of people have drafted Kyle Pitts high, and he's not done anything because the quarterback situation there is not great. 
they're going to hit you and they're going to hurt you with your run their running game but they're not going to go too far unless Ritter improves greatly over the next couple of years which is possible he's still a young quarterback but right now i i wouldn't be trusting anything out of that passing game yeah do yourself a favor and get sam laporta instead of kyle pitts you'll feel much yeah. better about yourselves yeah yeah <laughs> all right well that will do it for us Hopefully uh, the Bengals sort their issues out tonight in Monday Night Football. I'm excited to watch that game and uh, take care. Stay safe.